Hi guys, welcome back to PayPod. So, as I kind of talked about last episode, one of my hopes for these upcoming episodes is to really, you know, have people on the show that, you know, we, we kind of just get a different perspective instead of just hearing me because I, I, I try to stay open-minded, I do lack. So, that being said, I have a very special guest, one that you know, is very near and dear to my heart, and we, in fact, went to high school together. Her name is Victory. Hi, guys. How is everyone doing today? Babe, there's not going to be an <laughs> audience. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm new. I'm this new. is not a talk show. <laughs> so, one reason that I brought Victory on was she has recently graduated high school, and one thing that she does that I honestly have been extremely, like, admirable of and really love is her um, willingness to just lead and be kind of that person to step up and just talk, 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 talk. Now, I can be a lot sometimes, and I really am annoyed sometimes, but, and also her w- willingness to lead and then also serve. So... Can you kind of talk about when you were a freshman, what it was like going to our school and just stepping into that service role? Because I know you did that immediately. Well, thank you for all the lovely compliments. (laughs) (laughs) Really feeding my ego. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) But um, I would definitely say I was a little bit scared going to Seishé just because I kind of already knew the community. There's some people I met at church saying how it's a very small school, word gets around easily, so I was scared to, like, mess up or do anything. Um, but one thing is J-terms are really nice at CHCA because it is really where you meet a lot of new people and really integrate yourself into the CHCA p- community and find who the people, who, like, the people are that you fit in with, you know? And I think one of those times is just realizing that, wow, I love kids, low-key. <laughs> <laughs> and I love working with them. So I never thought I would be able to go back to Stewart Elementary and see them again. That really made me sad. Like, I literally was late to the bus because I was hugging everyone by, and they were all crying and emotional. And I was like, I don't want to leave. And so I didn't even know we had a service opportunity until Dr. Pohl which is weird because I never had him as a teacher freshman year. And he just walked out and was like, oh, I heard, like, you're really good with kids, and I think you should sign up and work with Stuart and ask Mrs. Hordinsky about it. I was like, who's Mrs. Hordinsky? And then so he helped me find her, and so Rhiannon also helped me because she wanted to lead it with me. Um, So then we went up and talked to her about it. And so we created Stewart Elementary, and after that, I just started creating more and more teams because I just love service, and I loved meeting new CHA people through it. Now, have you always been someone who is passionate about serving and always, like, wanting to do that, or was this kind of a new thing that you found? I think deep down I always had a passion for serving because I always did it at my church. It was also called SOS, but it wasn't student-organized service. It was more summer of service. And so I think because of my church community and kind of showing me what service really is and how you can help people outside or inside your community, it really helped me figure out that I don't have to be an 
like outsider at my school like i found my community and i found my people and i found what i'm good at and i found where to light my passion and to teach these other kids to teach students and peers and so i think i had a small spark but then going to chca meeting mrs hordinsky it just became like a flame and a fire and then you know meeting you that really threw some gas on the fire oh my god (laughs) (laughs) so So now leaving high school and hopefully going to take service elsewhere, what does that look like for you? Um, So I'm hoping to integrate myself in the UC community as deeply as I did at CHCA with the different service immersions I've done and like even the entrepreneur class had service opportunities. So I'm hoping that through service at UC, I'm able to find a different outlet and different community as well, just like CHCA and what I built there. Um, I'm hoping to work with the same nonprofit organizations I worked with at CHA, just creating a new team, um, or joining a team that's already there and helping lead it if a senior's already leading it. Um, I've been looking into that. So UC is deeply into social work as well since it is one of their majors. Okay. That's really interesting. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't even give you a heads. <laughs> no, you literally did not. That's taken out of context, by the way. <laughs> so, I mean, I, like, I found a passion of, through service, but, like, it was pretty late, I feel like, since I, like, I didn't really do service freshman, sophomore year, so then junior year was my first time, like, actually doing stuff, and that was the first time we became, like, good friends right. and stuff, and, like, I wish I had done it more. So, like, what advice would you give to incoming freshmen as well as, you know, sophomores, juniors, whoever, about, like, kind of stepping into that service? Um, I think one way to integrate yourself into the community and especially into service community is that with as a freshman, like, I have no idea that I was going to be so involved in SOS when, like, by the end of senior year. So one thing I would say is integrate yourself in many communities to begin with and find the ones that really speak to you, that really fit with your personality, and those will become your people. Those will become your friends, and those are the memories that you're going to carry out after you graduate as a senior. So, yeah, you might start off being just super about the academics and nothing else. Or you might be just all a sports person, but attend the dances. Yeah, it may sound lame or whatever, but... And they are, but... (laughs) Be lame lame together. (laughs) Community. (laughs) But, like, honestly, like, I wish, as a senior, the one thing I do regret is not integrating myself into the robotics scene. Like, yeah, I heard all this bad stuff about it, but sometimes I sit around and wonder, like, where would I have been if I stuck with robotics? Would I be where I am as a service leader? You know, so one thing I would also say is, like, don't leave high school with regrets. Do and try a little bit of everything. And if you don't like it and it can't fit in your schedule, then at least you tried it. You know what I mean? There's no regrets. So. Right. Like, I, like, I, coming in, I had my sister there and she was good, but (laughs) she was very more introverted. So she stuck to what she did. And I, like kind of clung to that so when she left it was like oh god like gotta find my own like (laughs) gotta find who i am and then i found service but i just never connected with anything i feel like at school 
like the tennis team's great, but I don't love tennis, and I'm not going to go to college for it. Mm-hmm. And coffee bar <laughs> was an experience, but it was I think SOS and service that I feel like I found more of my friends. Or yeah. it's more of a positive surrounding, I would right. say as well. I just think also with CHCA, like, since we don't offer so many clubs and stuff, like, you have plenty of time and opportunity to try at least a little of everything they offer. Like, we don't offer a lot. They're trying now, but they ain't offering a lot. I I mean, yeah, true. And, like, what they do offer, they try to push it on you so much. Mm. But, like, we don't need to degrade CHCA right now. Right, like, there's a lot of positives about CHCA, and I would say, like, the friendships I built through different things is really great. Like, the events they held, like, I don't think I would have ever met AJ or Finley if it wasn't for, like, a, the, I don't know, athletic kickoff or something in the beginning of the year. And I was oh. like, hey, you guys are kind of cute. Let me hang out with you. <laughs> 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 so, you know, it's just, like, those half-chance no, meetings. Yeah. Like, I don't go to any of those things. <laughs> <laughs> you should. <laughs> but, like... Because, like, I'm never in town when any of those happen. Oh, I'm that's like, all. Yeah. Or, I'll, or I'm like, I don't care. Or, like, beginning of August, end of July. Yeah, no. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't even know where I met half of them. I just showed up. Oh, yeah, my sister. <laughs> I, like, I just feel like high school was such. I mean, I'm speaking as if I'm not still. I was going to say, hold on, Eagle Nation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, One more year without your seniors. I just, like. I wish it was more inclusive, I guess. Inclusive, like, more stuff or diversity-wise? Both. Right. Like, I've gone to this school my whole life, so diversity is scarce. Mm. Like, there there may not be any. No, (laughs) there's going to be black. There'll be that one blackie. (laughs) (laughs) Always represented. Right. But, like, it's not, like... I mean, I can't even act like that was, like, the lack of black people was the reason why. But I feel like being the only black person in the room every every year since first grade, you kind of get used to it. Mm. But, like, I don't even want to bring this up, but I will. But what, So when I had my first black friend in, like, seventh grade be, in one of my classes, I didn't, like, it was, like... I was like, okay, what the heck is she doing here? I'm the only blackie. Like, get off my trip. But then we became friends, and I really liked having that black person. Now, granted, we aren't friends anymore, Mm. you know, because as life happens, you just grow apart with certain people. Mm -hmm. But it, it was very comforting to know I'm not alone anymore. Right, right. No, I get that. And I think Sirche in somewhat has seen that and has heard that. And I think they're trying their best, but lack thereof, they're trying. I feel like they are, but it's also like like a school can only do so much. And at right. the end of the day, it comes down to the people. And the students' dedication to do it. I mean, I know right. SOS has been trying to be all-inclusive and do do stuff like that right like for the past three years that's kind of been um the theme that i've been working with but you know i i can't like do it alone i gotta have the 
other board members come and help, you know, but you and know, that's hard with a group hard. of white people and <laughs> right. that one other Asian. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And Izzy. That's the one other <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I thought you meant me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, me. No, but honestly, it really is because, you know, it's hard when you have two, three people really dedicated to the cause and the theme. Even right. though in the beginning of the year we were all in it together, you know. But then there's always like excuses like, Oh, I have work, A P and stuff and you know, I like everyone experiences that. You're just gonna have to find the time and place and figure out where your commitments lie and see if you can really do this type of theme because you can't say you're gonna do it and not do it. Right. And I feel like you know, part of the lack of care is because they don't experience mm-hmm. what it's like to be a minority every day. Right. They don't wake up and see someone and make eye contact with the white person and are like, please don't call the police on me. Mm. Or they're not going on a walk in their neighborhood and consciously being aware of like, oh, someone just looking at their phone and then looked up at me like, oh right. God, like I live over here. Right. Like, I think it's, yeah, it's a lot of cultural blindness at right. CHCA. I think they can hear our stories and they can feel and understand our emotions but i think personally for them to really understand and perceive what we go through every day is really hard when you don't when you don't go through that and you have that privilege to just walk down the street and not be scared of something you know or not see someone who looks exactly like you on the news right killed by a cop right or you know someone looking at you and just all of a sudden making a face because of the stereotypes it's just it's just crazy but i think our world is trying but i also think like a lot of it is just a lot of cultural blindness and they can say oh i understand i feel you but like honestly i don't need that sympathy i need change and i want that change you know what i'm saying period right you you speak (laughs) you preach it to the choir right (laughs) hey guys this is editing peyton here and you know, since at the time we were on the topic of inclusivity, I just thought, what better time to bring up Pride Month and the LGBTQ? So here's a little Pride Month celebration and fun fact. As you may have recently heard, Rebel Wilson has recently come out with a post on Instagram with her lovely girlfriend. But what you may not know is that a journalist actually tried to out her in a s- since um, recently deleted post saying, like basically saying, I'll give you two days before I post this, blah, blah, blah. So Rebel then, I guess, felt pressured and came out. Um, the journalist said they like, they had no intentions of pr- putting pressure and that it was just like a simple, straightforward journalist thing whatever whatever but rebel has since decided to just take the high road say it's a complicated situation but you know kind of brush it under the rug i guess so i guess that just goes to show that so many people today in the lgbtq are just being so mistreated um just like any other minority group and that they're still constantly fighting stereotypes and the thoughts of what very conservative people think so i mean yeah that's really it
Thanks. Back to the episode. I mean, since we're on this topic, like, now that you're going to a bigger school, kind of what, how will you adjust to being another minority in a place full of? Um, what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to still try to stick with the theme I've been trying to work with SOS for the past three years is, um, bringing in different cultures and letting people see that. So I think just being vocal about it, not being scared. Um, cause I was very scared freshman year. I was like, Oh, that's a, yeah, I don't, I don't care what theme I'll, I'll do whatever you guys want to do. <laughs> but now I'm like, no, we are doing this. This is what I want to do. And it's like, this is something we need to see happen and change at our school. Because I see people every day in my school walking around, feeling different, feeling outcasted. And it's it's hard to see that, because I understand what they're going through, you know? And so, since UC is also another predominantly white school, which is almost every school in the United States, it's, um, it's definitely something I want to work with, but they... The cool thing about UC is they already have outlets for that and for opinions to be spoken about in a nice, safe surrounding. Um, so they let you really use the freedom of speech on that campus so you can present anything. Um, I think another thing is just banding with the people that are like, you know, think kind of the same way like you. They want to see the change and they want to be the change and they don't want to sit around and wait for someone else to do it. So I think I'm going to find those people and start something not saying a fight but you know okay perfect (laughs) now you mentioned that you kind of grew more confident and you stopped take like i don't know like you stopped Mm -hmm. like how did you do that um i think i just i just got tired of listening to other people i got tired i was like i don't follow you in the shadow because I think as the years went on, I was seeing like, oh my god, they're so smart. They're going to do it. They're going to be the change. And they just stopped. <laughs> like, like, they died. I'm not like, they just stopped everything. Like, they can be great. They can present great speeches. They can be a great speaker. They can so really be outspoken like- about it. But then they just stop. I feel like I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> we don't got to do that. <laughs> right, but we don't call people out. We only support enough lift on this. <laughs> yes. So it's just like I'm following, I'm following on this little trail. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to be part of a change. I'm going to do it. And then they just stop in the middle of the road. I'm like, girl, you trying to get, you trying to die right now? Right, like I'm about to trip over you because I'm <laughs> like, on your let's go. I'm still marching, you know. And so... I think something clicked in me. I was like, girl, you're literally extroverted. Why are you being so quiet just because they're upperclassmen? I was so. going to ask if, like, you have any advice for introverts, but I kind of identify with both. Right. That's how I am, too. But I'm more, like, I'm extroverted, but I'm not outgoing. Mm-hmm. So how would you, rec- like, for me, just going up into a higher leadership position next year, how would, like, what advice do you have for me and others who are kind of about to step into a bigger role and like getting people to listen and actually want to do something about that. I think it's a lot of self-confidence, right? It is to be able to speak up about things that, you know, can be polarizing and can really change people's perspective perception of you. Um, I think advice I would say is you are, you are a smart, independent person in your case, woman, right? 
and you are always going to face different challenges, and people are going to judge you no matter what you do. You, you, people be like, you walk weird, you dress weird, and all this stuff, and you, you don't even know what they're thinking. So at that point, if they're going to start thinking it, just say what's on your mind, because half the time, it's probably something super life-changing or eye-opening to someone else because of the different lives each person leads, um, whether that be class, race, or even, you know, just who you are as a person. Not everyone is the same because right. we are built differently. And I just think it's stupid if you have such a brilliant idea and a seed in your head that, like, really needs to blossom. I think it's stupid to hold it and drown it underwater. Might as well let it bloom. And if someone judges you, that's one person out of how many people that's going to back you up and support you. Right. So I just think... I understand how hard it is to be confident because I used to be a follower and I decided one day to wake up and like, I'm going to be a leader because I'm tired of drowning my seat. I want to bloom. And I think for people being freshmen, sophomores and juniors, it is hard to be outspoken because, you know, there's always a hierarchy. They talk about high school, but it's just honestly a bunch of baloney, you know? Everyone is respected, and everyone should be. And we do curse on this podcast, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say, I don't know. I don't want to be cut out. <laughs> so It's a bunch of beef. <laughs> but, I mean, just try it once. And you're going to, after that one time, after that one little spark of confidence, you're going to be like, woo! That felt good. <laughs> I'm going to do it all the time. Because honestly, that's one time. It's all it takes. It really is. It's kind of like talking to someone you like, you know? It's hard. But once you muster up that confidence one time, you're going to be all over being a villain in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It takes one I, leap. Like, for me, it, it like it'll take everything I have. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it really does take every fiber of being. It may being. take a year. To just text. But like <laughs> <laughs> not even talk in person. It's a text. <laughs> Look, I can I can only do so much. <laughs> After like fifty million like confidence boosters. <laughs> you're a baddie. <laughs> oh, so foul. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Victory. That was honestly really inspiring and eye opening and I'm gonna try it. Mm -hmm. And I hope y'all try it, because what's the point of me doing stuff out here if no one else is going to do it with me? <laughs> That's the thing. And you're going to find people that will be outspoken with you, and they're going to be your uplifters. And I definitely know, for those that do attend CHCA, if you do need a positive person in your life and someone to uplift your ideas, or someone just to say, mm, that won't work, go talk to Mrs. Ordensky. She'll have your back 24-7, or she'll be breaking it with something. <laughs> and she may throw some shade your way, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess it's <laughs> she really is I, I mean I love that woman my whole soul I think she really has built who I am today for me it's like the way she cares so deeply oh no and like you, she just shows it through like and I'm just like how <laughs> right she'd be breaking her back she literally broke her back this summer <laughs> going to the school and she's still being showing up in the office helping me carry things i'm like put that chair down <laughs> put that chair down uh, so yeah thank you for having me um it has been such a pleasure <laughs> so guys real quick this is like one of those people i usually talk about who like they just feed your soul 
and you just like they like they see you they love you they're gonna you know call you out for what you do (laughs) but (laughs) but they're gonna do it with your best interest at heart because they are someone who really cares for you and it's so important to find those people and it's hard especially when you're just trying to figure out who you are and just to like adapt to your surroundings but when you find those people cling (laughs) i mean she does but i love it (laughs) i don't cling that much what after prom yes <laughs> you're literally all over me talking about some why did i get the softball dirt in my jacket i'm like girl they ain't they ain't the softball like, dirt where's victory every time i couldn't oh my it. god literally <laughs> julian wasn't fair but anyways <laughs> but thank you for having me this was honestly an honor and i hope you have a great rest of your summer and senior year <laughs> all right guys <laughs> Wow. (laughs) That is it for this episode. I hope to see you back another time. Or I I guess I won't be seeing anyone. But it has been truly a pleasure to have this guest star. Can't wait for the future episodes. Bye. Bye.